0: Well, what is up, everybody? It is Trevor DeVage hanging out with my man, Dylan Mitchell, today on another episode of our podcast. Episode three. Episode three of The Make. We're so glad you're here. Um, Man, do me a favor. If you guys are enjoying this podcast, uh, do us a favor. It helps a lot if you would review, if you would leave comments, if you would share and subscribe. All of those things help. And uh, the sharing and subscribing part are key because one, when you subscribe, when these hit, they come straight to you. And uh when you share it, you get other people in on the conversation. So that's right. Dylan, how you doing today? Good. How are you, man? Um you know what I'm good. There's a lot happening right now in the world of uh life. What's going on in, in Trevor's life? Uh well, uh a lot of things. Um one we're still trying to move into our house, which is uh ongoing. Uh just yeah. There's so many I'm not even gonna bore our listeners with the headache that is this uh wonderful experience of the moving company and um Me trying to not lose Jesus at every turn of every corner. Um, But we're trying to get in our house. My daughter leaves for college in like three weeks. Um, I didn't know it was that soon. Yeah, I don't like that. Uh, We're going to not talk about that either. Um, And then uh, this week here at Pantana, when you're hearing this, it will have already happened. But today, um, sad story in our community. A young man, 17 years old, um, was tragically killed in an accident on his bike last week. And so we're doing that funeral here today. At Pantano, uh, but it gives us an opportunity because we talk about this all the time on this podcast here at the church. Um, people ask me all the time; they're like, "So you like weddings or funerals better?" And they're always expecting me to say weddings. Actually, I like funerals better because it gives us an opportunity to bring hope in some pretty dark spaces. Um, and so, I want to make sure that uh, when we're when we're in those kind of spaces, that we're able to actually bring hope to people. And yeah. so, that's a it, it's a sad it's a sad thing that we're rolling through with the family today, but it's also one of those things that uh i'm excited to get to be a part of because there's there could be probably about a thousand people from our community here today and we get to just share hope with people so um and then uh, you know all the normal stuff that comes with life you know we've got two daughters one's back in school one going to college um obviously i just talked about moving to our house but my daughter started school a couple of weeks ago so now we're in school and and we're in a thriving growing church right now so there's uh all sorts of great things that come with that too. So, you know, the one thing you haven't mentioned, and I don't know if the people listening know this, you
1: have a pet rabbit, and you don't talk about this rabbit anymore.
0: Uh, I don't talk about him any less. Uh, I just uh, uh, Max is a part of our house. Um, Max is a he's either the smartest rabbit on the planet, but I think he's the dumbest. Uh, I haven't figured out which yet. He's everything surprises him, and we do the same thing every, every day. Like every time you pick up Max, he acts like it's the first time anybody's ever touched him. <laughs> Um every time you feed him, it's like he's never seen food in his life before, so he eats like he's never eaten before um it, but yet somehow, my wife who claims to not like the rabbit, loves the rabbit oh well yeah she she would not admit that if I told if you asked her, but I think she actually she loves the rabbit more than anybody else, she just wouldn't say that. That's my daughter true. actually probably my youngest daughter probably loves the rabbit more than anybody, but she wanted the rabbit, but my wife like now my wife's the only one been bit by the rabbit. <laughs> twice
1: what's a rabbit bite I'm,
0: uh it sucks dude like it's no joke like remember the book binicula like about the vampire rabbit it's yeah. kind of like that except you i don't think you turn into anything that's but a,
1: that's a deep cut
0: uh, it bro it's like razors mm-hmm. like and then their <laughs> stupid claws you gotta you gotta clip their toenails which is a nightmare and so he's like he's like edward scissorhands means dracula uh, like so you just if you get kicked you're getting scratched and if you if you've never been kicked in the chest by a rabbit you've never lived life because uh you didn't think a little thing that cute could hurt you that bad? Um, it's not fun. It's a it's a legit kick to the sternum, man. It's like, give me a UFC fighter any day over that <laughs> rabbit. Um, yeah, we got a rabbit. Okay. We do. We do.
1: I just wanted to make sure the rabbit made it in the move because. Oh no, the rabbit made okay.
0: it. um two fish made it. Um, actually, ironically, the fish made it across the country in a travel fish tank, and um, but then one of them died. Like once we moved to the house, which it's, is so it's weird. The
1: stress. It's the stress of travel. Yeah. Well,
0: but he waited like a month. Like he was good till we got to the house and he was like, ah, I don't like this place. I'm out. Boom. Um, but then the other one had to swim around. I, like I, this is such a random, like first five minutes of the podcast, but I had this weird thought the other day, like, cause we still have one fish that's alive, but he was in the tank with the dead fish and I, for like half a day because we were moving from the condo to the house and I'm like. So do fish know that the other fish is dead? Like, are they just swimming around like, well, this is weird. Like, this is awkward. Like, I mean, or do they have any clue or is it like now are they like seeing them as food? Like, I just, I don't know.
1: Like, how's the food chain work once your friend dies? Yeah.
0: Like if your fish friend, fish, I can't talk, man. Fish or friends, not food. Fish friend dies. Do you know that your fish friend's dead? And are you sad swimming around the tank with your dead fish friend in there? Like, I I don't. Or does it not matter? Are you indifferent? or, Or do you not have a clue? Like, are you just like, oh, weird, he's swimming strange today or like, I don't know. I mean, cause finding Nemo kind of messes up that whole thing for us, right? Hey, if we have any fish listening to the podcast, you could, uh, yeah. you could leave or, us a voicemail,
1: yeah, a or, fish mail,
0: <laughs> blah, 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 blah. <laughs> or, <laughs> or, <laughs> or, or any people that know anything about fish as opposed to fish listening to our podcast. Um, do we know, do fish, do fish know? Like, I, I, I don't know. I feel like well, that's, I feel like they could
1: talk with their lip spheres.
0: I like what you just did there. He's working in. uh, That's such an inside thing that you guys would just have to ask Dylan about when you see him next. Actually, if you see Chris Hamlin, our worship guy, just go tell him that you love how well that he can make sound come out of his lip spheres. And um, he'll be very thankful you said that to him. Um, So with that said, (laughs) uh, that was the most random like six minutes of listening. Like some of you right now, if you're still listening to this, thank you. Um, There's no reason you should still be listening no. to us talk right now. Um, But it, in our world, it's Monday in your world, it's Wednesday. And so um, our Monday is your Wednesday and your Wednesday is our Monday. So there's a lot of randomness that happens. I'm still like hung over from preaching. Like I have a, it's a legit preaching hangover every Monday. Um If you've never had to like preach or communicate, there's just something about like the next day. I just wake up and feel like I've been hit by a truck. But mm-hmm. I love Mondays. Mondays are my favorite day of the week. Yeah, I so no, You said that. I, I, I really do. I love Mondays. Um, but man, I was whooped this morning. It was just like, <laughs> holy smokes, man. Um, so that's why you get randomness. So Dylan, what are we talking about today? So I know we kind of have a
1: loose form that we follow uh, so far. Yeah. Episode three. Um,
0: Obviously, the last six minutes of your life was really loose. Really loose. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So,
1: in the spirit of a loose form, I kind of want to flip the script on the order in which we talk about things yeah. this morning. Yeah. Um, because listening to your message yesterday, um, me and my wife driving home just kind of uh, took one big takeaway from it. And I told her that, that we would open a podcast with it. So, Melissa, if you're listening, uh, I promise. This
0: is a test to see if she listens. <clears throat> yeah. I see.
1: Um, and not just with me. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 I got you. I got you. Um, so. Yesterday if you were at Pantano, um Trevor preached on uh he's in our third week of Jesus is. Yes. and preached on Jesus is the gate. Yep. Um and one of the things towards the end of your message that you said was um or or more so the question that I took away from it was how do we keep from being the gatekeeper accidentally or yeah. like because sometimes the people with the best intentions end up being their, the gatekeeper, like they right. want to watch over the gate. They, and, and they do it from a good place, but it's still not the right thing to do. Right. So how do you avoid from that accidentally happening?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, at the very end of the day, I mean, this is going to sound very over the top, but I think you'll know what I mean is if you try to be the gatekeeper, then that's a Messiah complex. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what it really is because Jesus says I'm the gate. And so if you try to now be the one that is holding the keys to the gate, um, Jesus is like, No, no, no. you don't, you don't, I already hold those keys. Like I'm, I'm the one and, and I, we do it inadvertently all the time. Right. But that's why I do believe that's why there's a whole subset of our culture right now, more so than ever in history that I've seen in our country, at least of people that don't want anything to do with church. Yeah. Because we have, we have tried to hold the keys to the gate instead of letting Jesus just be the gate. And, um, and I, I just think we've got to be really careful as Christians because, if you make it about anything other than Jesus only, then it's not Jesus plus. Like it's Jesus plus this. Jesus, if you if you get Jesus, but you got to do this, this, and this. Like Jesus, is like no, no, it's through me. It's Jesus, period. Yeah, period. Right now, are there things to do when you're a Christ follower? Absolutely. But where we've gotten this backwards in the church, and this is not my teaching, but um, this is a teaching a lot of a lot of theologians have given. But it, it's accurate. Is that especially in our country, we, we tell people, if you behave like us, you believe like us and we'll let you belong. Mm. The problem is Jesus goes, no, no, you get to belong. And because of your belonging, then we'll shift what you believe. And then, then you'll start to behave like that of Jesus. That's good. And, and I think when we get it mixed up is when we start telling people, if you believe and you behave, then you belong. And that's where we become gatekeepers mm. because we, and who's the litmus then? Like, who, who gets to be the litmus to go? You? you get in, you don't. Right. You get to be here, you don't. Um, so at first service on Sunday, I didn't do the second service, but first service on Sunday, I talked about a couple of our guys here at Pantano that um, one's been out of prison for 45 days, one's been out for like 60. And I met with them last week. And um, they, they made a really sad statement to me, but a really cool statement for our church, but just a sad statement for church in general is that they were like they're driving like 45 minutes to an hour to come to church every Sunday here and they love Pantano. But what was sad to me was the reason that they're doing that is cuz they went to a couple other churches before they came here and were basically told they didn't belong there. Mm. And it just I it, I don't get ticked off about a lot of things that just infuriates me. Yeah. Just puts like this fire inside of me that you know I do I, I want to go to some pastor and be like well, what are you doing or what are your people doing that you don't know they're doing. That to make these people feel like they don't want right, here. Right. Like to the point, um, one of the guys told me that point blank, they were told, yeah, we, we really, we don't want you here. Oh. And I'm like, wait, what? And see, I've, see, I experienced that in Tennessee, which is really funny. So um, I'm not going to name the town. It's just outside Nashville. Small, small town. Like the size of this room we're sitting in town. And I, my buddy Blake used to live there. And I would drive, we'd drive by this little church. Um, it had eight parking spaces. And it was a fundamentalist Baptist church. And I had this wild hair on a Wednesday night. I saw there was cars in the parking lot and they had a Wednesday night service. And I was like, I told Blake, I said, let's go. And he was like, we, we shouldn't do this. I was like, no, let's go. I want to see what happens. So we walk in the, this, this little lobby. I can't call it a lobby. It was like hallway. There's two bathrooms and I can see straight into their auditorium, which is like 15 seats. And, um, the pastor sees me and he comes walking out of the auditorium in the middle of our Wednesday night service right at me. And, uh, he was like, can I help you? I was like, yeah, you guys have church night. And he goes, uh, we really don't like your kind here. What? And I was like, what's my kind? You know, cause I, I if you can't see me and you don't know me, I, I'm tattooed. And at the time I had piercings and, uh, faux hawk haircut and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I was like, what do you mean my kind? He goes, well, look at you. And he goes, I don't think you fit here. And I said, I said, I'll be honest with you, man. I said, I was just going to come in and go to your church and see what it was. I said, but um, I'm actually a pastor. He goes, well, you wouldn't be allowed to be a pastor here. And I was like, huh? Well, I'd love to tell you that the grace of Jesus flew into me, but it wasn't. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, that hell flew into me in that moment. You know, it, I was so infuriated. And I finally just told him, I, like, Blake's grabbed my arm. Like, let's go. And I'm like, no, no, no. I got something to say to this guy, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I just told him, I was like, you know, I said, this is the problem. With a lot of Christians, I was like, "I I would never step foot in another church again if if, if I wasn't what, a Christian." Yeah, and he was like, "Well, he goes, I'm not sure you should anyhow." And and I just looked at him. When, when did he,
1: church turn into a country club? Uh, well,
0: that, but again, that's when you become the gatekeeper. Yeah, or you try to be the gate that which people have to go through to get to Jesus. That's what happens, and so I, that was that. That was one of those moments where I'm like, I never want to create an environment in the church where we just judge someone based off of how they walk in your building. Yeah. It it just, because there's all walks of life that walk in, you know, and that's how it should be. Absolutely. Absolutely. But we create the barrier when we don't, when we don't let Jesus be the only thing we let it be Jesus plus something else. Yeah. Um, I'll use last night as case in point, which is it, this all actually applies to the podcast. Um, because if you're really going to, if you're going to go and make disciples, if you're, if you're going to go and make, not sit and take, right. Um, if that's what you're going to do as a Christ follower, then, then you've got to be willing to go places. Nobody else is willing to go to reach people. Nobody else is willing to reach. Um, and for some of you, that's your neighborhood. So last night, um, our, our garage is full of boxes right now, empty boxes, like can't get from like the inside door of my house through the garage to the garage door. Like they're just so, if you guys want boxes, I got plenty, come on over. And I'm not building a maze. Like I talked about yesterday. (laughs) Um, I thought that's where this was going. No, 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 no. Yeah. I was going to build a maze in my garage, but I decided not to. So I opened the garage to walk out the front of my house to go in my garage to get something out of the garage last night. And there's like four of my neighbors are in the street and uh, one of them calls me by name. And uh, so I go walking out in the street for the next hour. I hang out with like four of my other neighbors. I've not met yet. And they all know that, I, that I'm the pastor at Pantano because the the neighbor across the street whose wife stalked me, um, in fact, he introduced me to his wife. He goes, this is the one that stalked you. And she was like, okay, <laughs> preface. And I was like, no, no, it's okay. It's, it's good. Um, we all so yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah. Everybody does it. I, I do it. I stalk the people I like. And, and so I end up in this like hour-long conversation with my neighbors that now all know that I'm the pastor here at Pantano. Um, and yet uh, I just did real life with them last night. And at one point, uh, somebody dropped some profanity, and uh, one of the other guys was like, "Language!" And I was like, "You don't have to change who you are because I'm standing in the street. Like, I'm not expecting you to behave a certain way. Um, I don't even know if you know Jesus. Like, if you know Jesus, maybe we have a different conversation. But that's not even here. Like, we'll do that later. But I'm like, and I think that's a problem a lot of us Christians have sometimes is that somebody acts a way that we don't think is Christ-like, but they don't know Jesus. So why would we expect them to act like Jesus if they don't know Jesus? That makes no sense to me. So I'm I'm rarely rarely am I offended by people because one I'm just not very easily offended. Um, I think the world's very offended by a lot of things right now, and I'm offended that I'm not offended. You know, <laughs> that's maybe I should be offended by that, but I'm just not offended by people far from God because they're the reason I'm here. Right? Like Jesus was accused of being a glutton and a drunk. Well, why was that? Because Jesus must have been hanging out with some gluttons and drunks. You know he. He's hanging out where there's adulterers. He's hanging out where there's prostitutes. He's hanging out where there's um, people completely lit on whatever they're drinking, eating, smoking, what, whatever they're doing, right? And yet Jesus was loved by them. Yeah. Like they were clamoring to get to him. It was a religious leader trying to kill him. Why? Because they wanted to be the gatekeepers. And Jesus timeout. like, um, time out. Like I'm actually, I'm actually the one. I am the gate. Yeah, I'm the gate. So uh, you can put your keys away because uh, I got this. So, I, I don't know, man. I just think that it's a, uh, I think it's that whole belong, behave, believe yeah. concept, you know, that if we're going to ask you to be, like believe a certain way, and behave a certain way before you can belong, we've missed Jesus. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, anyhow, that was a really long answer to a really short <laughs> question.
1: <laughs> no, that's good. Like, that kind of sets up the whole, like, like you said, it. it's in, entirely applicable to the podcast.
0: Yeah. Well, but I, and I, I'm, that's probably what I'm the most passionate about is, is the whole reason for this podcast is like that right there. In fact, what I was going to talk about today is actually what I've already alluded to. um, It's just intentionality where you are. Like people ask all the time, well, I don't know how to make disciples. Just be intentional where you are. Like it just starts with conversation. Right. Um, Like my neighbors last night, like I just had this moment. I I really didn't want to go stay in the street and talk to anybody last night. I was tired. I was, you know, I was preachy tired. I was, it was a long weekend and, I really didn't get a day off last week, which is fine. I had a great week last week. Um, But uh, I just saw this moment where I got this wave and I was like, I got to walk out there. And it was just an intentionality to be present where you are. Yeah. Um, People try to like over-spiritualize evangelism sometimes. They try to over-spiritualize going and making disciples. Um, Making disciples starts with building relationships. Yeah. And I just got an hour of investment in relationships with my neighbors last night. Um, and God's planted me in this neighborhood. I believe that to be an epicenter of impact for the kingdom. And so when you start to understand that where you are is an epicenter of impact, which, shameless plug, we start a series in like eight weeks called Seismic Shifts, um, ah, probably a little longer than that. Um, but really, when you become an epicenter of the kingdom wherever you are, you there's ripple effects that go way out. And so for me, I want to be an epicenter in my neighborhood for the effects of the gospel to hit every home. Yeah. That's going to start with my, like, it's so funny. It all started over talking about Labor Day weekend. We live on a cul-de-sac. They want to do fireworks and a food truck in our cul-de-sac. And they're like, would you be okay with that? I'm like, "Uh, can I light the first firework? Like, (laughs) yeah, I'm down. And, you know, just those little conversations shifted the entire thing into an intentionality of, so tell us about why did you come to Pantano? Why did you come to Tucson? Mm -hmm. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm just able to share my passion for a city um that isn't desperate need hope well that's all it has to be right like
1: y- you've said it before like don't be a weird christian yeah don't be a weirdo like yesterday me and me and Aaron were doing a video interview with uh someone who got baptized just getting their story and he was super nervous um yeah. and i'm like dude just talk like forget the camera forget the the lights forget the mic in your face like if you can right. if you can forget all that just Im- talk imagine we sat down and had a cup of coffee and and we're just talking about your story. Just tell me your story. Forget about the questions that you got sent to answer. Literally just, just tell me your story because I don't want to be this weird Christian. That's like answer these five questions in this order and pause here and breathe here.
0: Yeah. And read a script about your own story. Just tell me your story. And I
1: think if we did that more, like that opens so many more opportunities.
0: Because we all have one. Yeah. Like uh, that again, that's what this podcast is, just a conversation, right? Like we're, we're entering story together. And so Like I'd ask, I'd ask you the same question. Like when you, when you hear that yesterday about, you know, what do you think it is that makes people try to be the gatekeeper instead of Jesus? Like what, what is your answer to that question? Mm. You know, you, you and your wife having this conversation, like where, where you land on that when you're having this conversation? Yeah,
1: I think, I mean, just the, the more we talked about it, it was just one of those things where it's like, I feel like it's become like in our culture it's become kind of a a cliche catch-all type thing, but I feel like it's people just wanting to have control. Yeah. Like, people don't want to surrender control. People don't want to. Like, that's why we have streaming services now, because I pick when I watch this. I don't let the satellite company. I have streaming music. I pick when I listen to what I listen to. You know, that's, I mean, when you get down to brass tacks, that's why you have multiple church services, so people have, they get to choose. And so when people lose the ability to choose and dictate what they want for themselves or for the church or what, like that's where they become the gatekeeper.
0: Right. Well, the, you said the key word surrender and we've made surrender a dirty word mm-hmm. and surrender is not a dirty word. Um, you know, we hear surrender and we think the white flag of war, you know, like, well, I'm surrendering to the enemy. Uh, or different kind of surrender. Yeah. Like this is a surrender that says, I, I'm. the flip side of that surrender is when, like uh, to stay with the metaphor, when you go into the army, you surrender to your superior officers. Mm-hmm. You surrender to your training. You surrender to what they deem is best for you. You sur- like that's surrender. When you get married, you surrender to all the things of somebody else. You know, good, bad, and indifferent. You yep. surrender to those things. Um, and and then to see surrender as a surrender as a way to freedom, which we don't we don't really talk about in culture, right? You know, but that is the key. Like we don't like the word surrender because that means. What you hear when you hear surrender is giving up. Mm-hmm. You don't hear what you gain through surrender.
1: And our culture has taught us to never, ever, ever give up. No, no never give what. up.
0: Like I, like my daughter plays golf. I play golf. We're big golfers. I played with my daughter Saturday uh, afternoon, and uh, I waxed her on the front, like just gave it to her, like boom, just like, sorry, uh, so I don't care. You haven't played in a month. Let's go. Um, she got on the back, and we were tied going into 18 on the back. Mm-hmm. And um, she's just she's heard from me all along, like you're never out of it. So I'm yeah. like, you don't stop playing until you make the last putt. And I mean, she was grinding the whole way, like all the way through 18. I birdied 18. She made parts. She lost by a stroke on the back. But she never quit, never gave up. Yeah. And so we ingrained that in our kids. We are ingrained in that. And there's, I'm not saying that's wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. But when you try to apply that to how people find Jesus and you're like, I'm just not going to give up on this, this, and this. I'm not going to give up on theology. I'm not, no. not going to give up on the principles of scripture. Um, but it's usually not those things that we hold on to. So the, those are never the thing. It's always methods that we hold on to, you know, there, the, the, I was, I had a campus
1: pastor years ago um, and we were having a one-on-one and just talking about different things that are, and it was the first time I heard this term, you know, there's closed handed issues and there's open-handed issues. Yep. And there's those certain, that, that, that analogy just makes me think of a gatekeeper, like a gatekeeper has his fist closed around those keys because everything to the gatekeeper, when you're trying to be the gatekeeper everything becomes a close handed issue for you. And you just want to hold the key well, because that everything's hand. a threat to what you've created
0: the right to be, you know? So if somebody, and that's, and
1: that's back to it, like it's just Jesus, right? It's not you. It's not it. I mean, you said it from platform yesterday. You said, you know, Jesus, Jesus is not Trevor is not Pantano is not, yep. not Chris Hamlin is it's Jesus. Right. When we make it about anything else, that's when it gets hairy.
0: But, yeah, absolutely. And, and the flip side is, is that's also where where corrupt power comes in the church. You know, and unfortunately we've seen a lot of, uh, large influential people in church in the last couple of years have like humpty dumpty moments. Like there's been great falls and nobody's putting that stuff back together. And that's what people's taste of Jesus is, but that's not Jesus. Um, and it's the consumer Christianity because what happens when the product fails that we're trying to sell? Yeah. Um, and Jesus isn't a commodity to be sold. Um, he's a savior to be given. Yeah and and lead people to and so when you lead them to your own gate then you're selling them a bill of goods when you lead them to jesus you're just getting them to jesus yeah so i like i've heard that old adage what you win people with is what you keep people with and so if you win people with jesus guess what you have to do to keep people just keep preaching jesus yeah um if you win people with you know if i hand out ten dollar bills at the door every sunday i promise you unpack our church Be like hey show up church you get free 10 bucks um, here's a problem. The way you keep those people, you have to keep giving them 10 bucks. Right. And actually you have to give them more because oh, yeah, next week it's 20 next week. You got to give more because well, well 10 bucks isn't enough. And what happens when I run out my 10 bucks Right. and what happens when my 10 bucks doesn't even buy me what I need? Well, now the, now the product has failed you. Um, but when I give you Jesus and he's all you need, I just keep giving you Jesus Yeah. and he doesn't run out, No. you know? So, um, again, really, really good conversation, but really long way around your original question. Um, so with that, I feel like it's time. Do it. I, I feel like it's time. Uh, if you don't have a cup of coffee in your hand, get a cup of coffee. If somebody sent me a message this week. Is like, I've never had a good cup of coffee. Well, shame on you. Come, that come, mean, come have it with us. Come, come have a good cup of coffee with us. Or let us know what you like, tasting notes, and we'll have coffee time with you. We'll send you coffee. Yeah. Uh, you hear those beans? That's what coffee should sound like. When it's beans, hear that grinder? That's what it should sound like. You hear that pour? That's what it should sound like. It should not sound like... <laughs> It's Starbucks, (laughs) all right? Should not sound like Dunkin' Donuts. Um, Should not sound like uh, Speedway coffee at the Hmm. Speedway, even though sometimes gas station, some gas station coffee can surprise you. When I moved across, so I moved from Gulf Shores to originally Phoenix,
1: and me and my dad made that drive, and that's like two 14-hour days of just driving. And I could have plotted a route that took us to good coffee shops along the way, but it would have turned into two 18-hour days of driving. Right, And he just...
0: Rich, by the way, uh, you just taught me something about Apple today. Yeah. Uh, tell um, tell our listeners, because I think this is this is needed. If you've not had good coffee, this is a good way to do it.
1: So um, for those of you who know a lot about the coffee industry, um, about, about good coffee, you'll probably know a company called Fellow Products.
0: Yep. I have a bunch um, of it in my office.
1: I have my entire brew bar at home is set up with their stuff. Yep. I'm holding a mug from them right
0: I now. I see it in your hand. Um, it's glorious.
1: But- anyway, if you don't know them, you can look them up. They're just fellow products. They make really great stuff to make really great coffee. But if you use Apple maps and I know that that's just a whole can of worms because some people prefer Google, some prefer Waze. Um, I love Apple maps. Um, but you can now create map packs within Apple maps. So like if you say, I go to Orlando and I find, you know, six coffee shops that I like and I want to remember them. Well, it's like creating just a, a, a list and you can go back and, view it later. But you can also share that list with people too. Yeah, so Fellow has, see, a, that's cool. Fellow has a bunch of lists like for Portland or for, I think they had San Francisco. So bigger cities right now. But another thing that I've done, um, I created my own. So just like some of my favorite coffee shops across the country. So I'll drop a link to that. If you use Apple Maps, I'll drop oh, a link sweet. to that so anyone can check that out.
0: Uh, I'll check that out because <laughs> um, you just told me about it this morning. Um, so you're going to Portland yeah, so not this
1: weekend this weekend I'm going to uh Riverside with my wife's family and then the weekend after that I'm going to Portland um so I'm gonna open up the the floor for discussion from our listeners and and from you yeah um where do I I've never been to Portland where do I need oh, to go yeah. for my coffee in Portland
0: so so Portland is like kind of mecca when it right. comes to coffee um, now there's other places that I I think the breadth of coffee is better but the just sheer culture is really based around it. Um, So my first and foremost is always Stumptown. Like I'm a Stumptown fan. I've been drinking Stumptown for years. Um, There's a couple we talked about. um, Cathedral Coffee, good Mm -hmm. spot in Portland. And um, actually I've got a really good friend, Greg Broadwater, who lives in Portland. So Greg, if you're listening to this, hit some brothers up. I'm going to tag you in this, Greg, because uh, you need to listen one to our podcast if you don't. There's a place called Good Coffee um, which I joked about, but I've actually had good coffee, uh, good, co- I've had good, a lot of good coffee, but the brand good coffee, um, I actually got in a, there's a subscription company that I'm part of called Misto box. that sends like five different coffees a month that I try and all that. Um, I thought this is funny. I've never been there. Um, but we, we found one that is actually called never coffee. And I'm like, I want to open a coffee shop next door called always coffee. Cause it's
1: really confused people,
0: really confused people. People are like, I'm never going there, but I'll always go there. Yeah. Um, so those would be kind of my top of the list if I was going to Portland. Okay. Um, which I can't believe Stumptown on this list I'm looking out of line is number 10. What's wrong with y'all? Stumptown is like
1: I've had Stumptown, I've just never been man. to like a Stumptown cafe. Yeah,
0: I, I really like Stumptown Coffee. Their cafe is awesome. Um, you'll like it. Uh Prince Coffee is another one. I don't okay. know if you've been to Prince or well, you've not been to Portland, so you've not right. been there, but um so there's a lot of good stuff in Portland. But listeners, those of you that have been to Portland, live in Portland, have friends in Portland. Tell us, what are the best coffee shops in Portland that Dylan needs to go to so he can bring me back a special gift for his co-host?
1: Um, I'll uh, I'll toss it up on the Instagram stories today as an yeah. option, and you guys just let us know.
0: Yeah, please let us know. Um, so what are you drinking today?
1: I So uh, I think on the first episode, I'm, it was first or second episode, um, I mentioned that uh, I've been trying to cut back on how much money I'm spending on coffee because it can get excessive. Because aren't
0: you and Aaron like splitting... Coffee uh, a
1: little bit. Um, so Aaron bought a big five pound bag from Presta and I bought a two pound bag from Mythical. Um, so I am probably mid next week, I'll actually run out of Mythical finally. And I have some of his Presta too. So I'll get like right up until we go to Portland, which is perfect, because that'll give me the opportunity to Sweet. to buy some more. Yeah. So today I'm, I'm working on I'm finishing up my Mythical, which I'll just say again, I said it in the first episode, that it is one of the best coffees I've had in a long time. Um, so no buyer's remorse, no, I have to get through this. It's like, I'm going to be numb.
0: for the record. That sounded very Harry Potter. I'm going to finish up my mythical this week. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if, uh, if you could have met my mom when Harry Potter came out, um, that's, that's a whole nother can of worms.
0: Oh, that's a, that's a church conversation.
1: That, that's a church conversation. It's such a,
0: like Harry, <laughs> Harry Potter's the devil, um, so, so you're you're finishing up mythical this week yep. and um have some Presta that you're going to mix in. Mix in. Um so, so I'll give you a local Cincinnati okay. um coffee. And it's really interesting what they do. It's called Script Coffee. Actually, uh, two buddies of mine own Script. And um I know all the owners, the roasters, um now it's not, this one's not on their website because they only release it seasonally, but they do a coffee that they age in bourbon barrels Ooh. and I've actually got a bottle of it. They actually put it in bourbon bottles. I got one in my office. You'll have to come by and see it afterwards. Okay. Uh, maybe we'll throw a picture on socials yes. of that. Um, they they only release that a couple of times a year um, and they actually number the bottles with the roast date and all that kind of stuff. And it has a wax seal on it and oh, it's so it's cool. really, really cool. But if you go to their website, if you just go to script-coffee.com um, and you go in and my favorite of their coffee is called the Cato. Um, a lot of people like the Otto, but uh, Script is, uh, they've got one now called Tiger Joe for the Bengals, Joe Burrow. Okay. If you're a Cincinnati fan, which nobody out here probably is except for Glenn Elliott, our former lead pastor, and my neighbors across the street who moved here from Cincinnati as well. What are the odds? It's so weird, dude. They lived in Milford, Ohio, which is like 10 minutes from where we lived. <laughs> Like my daughter played golf against Milford or her high school Kings. It's so weird.
1: Can we insert the, it's
0: a small world. Yes. Yes. We, we, right abso- we absolutely, <laughs> but we're just going to loop it for like an hour. So you can't get out of, out of that loop. Um, so I, I would say script coffee, if you want to try something, especially for all my Ohio folks, if you're listening, um, Support script. We know the guys that own that roast that. It's it's really really good coffee, and uh, it's local. And so I like to support local when I can too. Yeah. Um, but script coffee is on the on the scene as well. And then I I still I'm working through my golden hour and James coffee. I was going to ask you what you had this morning. Uh, that's getting ready. To get, I'm going to make a Chemex of that when I get back over to the office. Okay. Um, because I need a lot more coffee this morning. Are you gonna? Taste it, yeah, of course. Okay, I mean, I'm actually gonna need your scale and kettle because I still have not <laughs> found my fellow's kettle or scale, uh, and I'm a little not happy about it. But oh. that's all. Again, that's back to my negative moving stuff. So,
1: fellow, if you want to send us like an entire brew bundle,
0: I've got I've got almost all their stuff. I just, yeah. I you know what I want is a grinder.
1: Oh, I love their grinder. I've got that's a I have.
0: I've got a, a Vista one at home that's top in line. Um, then I've got like actually pretty decent one that's got a built-in scale on it here, but the fellows one it's
1: yeah. the only thing that I would tell you. Um, and this, this will mean something to some people that are listening. And if it means nothing to you, uh, send me a, send me a message and I will elaborate on it. Um, the burrs that come stock on it don't grind very fine. Um, and again, if you're new to coffee, uh, that matters, you, you use different grind sizes for different like methods. So if I make a Chemex versus a Aeropress versus a V60, versus just drip coffee you're going to use a different grind size
0: um, which some of you guys heard him say all that and were like what um, are you speaking a foreign language yes um, yes 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 um,
1: but you can uh, fellow sells their ode grinder with uh, ssp burrs and they grind a lot finer and it's something that i would say spend the money on the front end
0: well, what was the upgrade cost for that
1: uh, like 200 bucks so i i didn't do it and you're you're talking to someone now who has buyer's regret. So I can buy the burrs now and upgrade them later. It's just cheaper to do it on the front end.
0: Right. That's a true statement. Uh, Well, that has been another segment of Coffee Time. I hope you're drinking good coffee today. If you're not drinking good coffee, go get some. If you don't know where to get some, go back and listen to this segment. We just told you where you can get good coffee. Ordered online, everywhere delivers. Um, Well, I shouldn't say everywhere. That's a sweeping (laughs) statement. Most places deliver right to your door. Um, And then I would put that in a vac Seal container if you're not going to do it right away. Mm -hmm. Um, whole beans always better.
1: You can also freeze it and that'll drastically slow down the aging.
0: It will, but it will take some of your play, flavor profile away yep. and, and the music's done for the segment. So we're done talking about it. <laughs> so, sorry, I can't <laughs> talk after the music. I've, I feel like we're cheating on the segment now. Um, so where, where else are we headed? What, what are we talking about? So we really kind of touched on most of it,
1: um, at the beginning of the podcast because we kind of flipped the script on what we did. order we did things in. Huh, script
0: coffee, flip the script. See, see what we're doing. We're always given a, uh, we love synergy, little throwbacks. That's what we do.
1: Um, but just for, for sake of saying we did it, uh, why don't we unpack just anything else that you wanted to unpack from your message on Sunday? Just for people who weren't here, yeah. uh, give them, give them a, a cliff note version.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, the cliff note version, Jesus says, I am the gate. And he says, man, nobody comes to the Father except through the gate. Nobody comes except through Jesus. And we've got a world that just keeps telling you there's all all these gates you can go through to get to something. Um, but this is why I said Sunday, is Jesus is the gate, not a gate. Yeah, and you've been walking through a lot of a gates and not the gate, and we walk through the gate of success. We walk through a gate of you know stuff. We walk through a gate of uh, money. We walk through a gate of addiction of alcohol of drugs of pornography. I mean, just fill in the blank. Like there's, um, I'd say some of us that are parents walk through the addiction of uh, vicariously living through your child or or putting your kid in so much stuff that you think that that success as a parent which gives you value. And then we can't figure out why our kids are a hot mess later in life. Because if we invested as much in their faith as we did in their select sports, our kids would probably be a lot better off. Yeah. Which that's probably controversial. Um, sorry. Oh,
1: but it's, it's a controversial take
0: that people should hear. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we just, we made a conscious decision. My girls are talented. Like, it, and I, that's not dad goggles. Like where our kids aren't talented, we don't let them believe they're talented. If they're not good at something, I'm like, yeah, you suck at that. Don't do that. Um, like my oldest daughter is a really good golfer fantastic golfer actually and she's uh and she's a ridiculous musician and doesn't even know it like I, I posted on instagram last night her playing piano in our living room she's never had a piano lesson day in her life and she can not just play she's really good and she's like that with every instrument she picks up my youngest daughter um she's an actress um she was an incredible soccer player great basketball player mm-hmm. We decided she wanted to walk away from that to act and uh like she can read a script and she'll know everybody's lines in the script after the first time she reads it it's it's stupid right um, but here was the decision we made with our kids. You'll choose to do one or two things and we'll do them really well. Yeah. And they're never going to conflict with your um your going to church and your faith. If they do you're done. Yeah. Um and so like coaches know up front. I'm like and it's not because I'm a pastor, it's because I'm a Christ follower. I'm like if my daughter has a game on a Sunday, she's not going to be there. It's not gonna, unless it's Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Um and we had a couple con- like my daughter's soccer tournament was a conflict um when she was playing soccer and it was championship game, but it was at two o'clock and I was like, yeah, she can play. But we also knew that she was going to go to early service. She was still going to go to church. Like my kids just know it's not an option because their faith is more important to me than their future in sports. Right. Um, Because if they don't have a faith, their future in sports, how many people have you seen crash and burn and not, and not just sports? Like let's just talk about um, in general um, life, people that crash and burn in life because they don't have any faith to, to stand on. Right. You know, so that, that whole piece being like getting, getting your kids, getting your spouse, getting your family to the gate of Jesus. I promise you, your family union will be a thousand times better if you can get your family through the gate. Yeah. So that, that would probably be my biggest push from this weekend. Um,
1: one other thing that you said that I, I really leaned into when you said it. Um, and I don't know that you can unpack it more, but this is just more so for people who didn't hear it. Um, yeah. One of the things you said was we don't like the narrow way in our culture. Yeah. Like our culture doesn't want to like it, the narrow way can be difficult. Sure. And people don't want to hear that.
0: No. Well, and what's funny to me is we live in this culture that screams individuality, but everybody's doing the same thing to be an individual. Yeah. So, I mean, think about social media. Well, I'm a social media influencer. I'm just being me. No, you're not. You're being everybody else. You're being what you need to be for someone to see you be you. Well, and, and everybody's trying to be an influencer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody is going down that path. And, and I, I'm, there's nothing wrong with being an influencer. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, is even in that moment of I'm an individual, I'm doing my own thing. No, you're not. You're doing exactly what 100 million other people are doing. Yeah. Like, if you were really, like, taking the narrow path, you would go. Like It's kind of like me with, like, people ask, so are we going to plant churches? Are we going to do multi-site? And I'm like, yeah. I just don't know how yet here. Like, we're still assessing. But here's what I know. I watch churches all the time that plant churches and communities where there's always... Like, there's already vital churches. Right. Like, so what, what are we doing? Like, I, if I plan a church, if we plan a multi site campus, I want to put it somewhere where there's no churches, right? Let's go where there's people that are in the dark that need light. Let's not put another lighthouse in the same harbor.
1: Well, yeah, it's like growing up in, you know, Southern Baptist Bible Belt. Like, there's, right. a, there's a Baptist church. Literally, I, I was at a four way stop whenever I went home uh, last, and it was, it was a church on every corner yeah. of the four way stop.
0: Well, and here's what's funny about that. That at one point was one church that all split. Yeah. That that's a sad narrative, right? Yep. Um, so yep. we just plant a church across the street that meets our needs, which goes back to being gatekeepers right. instead of going through the gate. Um but we church world we're notorious for it. Like we don't really want to do the hard thing even in church. Like if we really say we want to reach people far from God, then why do we plant churches in neighborhoods where there's already a vital church? Why don't you go into a neighborhood where there's never been a viable faith element in that community. Mm. Th- then go do something. Um, now you're taking a narrow path. It's going to be hard. It's not going to be easy. Um, but you have an opportunity to reach people that nobody else is reaching.
1: Well, and that's kind of, again, it echoes back to what you said about the the guys you were talking to that come to Tano drive 45 minutes. Like, a prison campus, like a campus within right. a prison, like that. I just had that
0: conversation this morning, by the way.
1: That's something that not a lot. I mean, people are doing it more now, but it's still such an untouched area.
0: Literally, just had that conversation ten minutes before I walked up here. Literally had it. Of we've got, we've got a couple guys in our church. Um, got a really good friend of mine, Ralph Manji, that works in the prison system here, retired and doing prison ministry. On Easter Sunday, he baptized a couple of his guys that just got out, um, and so. Like I look at a guy like Ralph and I'm like, okay, if we put a house campus inside the prison in Pima County or the state prison here in Tucson, um, do you understand the reach that that can have? And I've had people push back on it. Well, they're like, they can't tithe. I'm like, well, if that's what you care about, um, God will provide the resources where God wants resources. I'm not worried about the tithe. I'm worried about their souls. Yeah. Um, and, and they, here's, what's crazy. No pun intended. They're a captive audience They're They've got, they've got the ability to invite people into the story of redemption. They've got the opportunity to evangelize inside the prison. Um, like you can literally infiltrate one of the darkest places in our country from within with light. And, and all it takes is an Apple TV Yeah. and, and a volunteer willing to show up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, that's it. It doesn't take a lot to do no. it. And you can go into a dark place that nobody really wants to go because they're scared to death that they might interact with somebody that's not like them. And that's the narrow path. And that's the narrow path. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Good conversation today. Um, Because I could, again, I could talk about this stuff for hours on end um, and coffee. I could talk about coffee for hours on end as well. Don't go back. And I just almost did. I almost heard the music. Mm -hmm. I almost pushed the button (laughs) just for uh, like just a, no, I'm just kidding. I won't hit it. Um, So uh, Dylan, what's going on? I'm going to flip the script on you. So what's going on at Pantano that um, our listeners need to be aware of?
1: And there's, we've got some cool stuff coming up where we're obviously continuing on in the Jesus is series. Yes. Um, I think we have what, uh, three,
0: three weeks weeks left. Three weeks. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Um, so that's honestly, it's one of my favorite series we've done since I've come on staff here. Um, it's, it's, it's something that a lot of churches have done as far as Jesus is. It's a pretty common thing for churches to do, but I love the way we're approaching it. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. Um, Rocky point is literally just ride right around the corner. So tell our listeners about
0: Rocky Point if they don't know what it is. Yeah.
1: Um registration is going to close pretty soon. So um if this if you hear something that intrigues you, definitely jump on it. Yeah. But Rocky Point is just uh it's it's us taking a short term mission trip down to Rocky Point, Mexico and uh Which is what,
0: like three hours away? Three and a half yeah, hours away?
1: Three and a half, four hours away. Yeah. It's so if you're looking like if if you've wanted to do something like a mission trip before and you like going to somewhere, you know, like uh South Africa seems intimidating to you, yeah. which it seems or intimidating a, to or me. Or
0: a long way away. Right. It's just a long, long way to get there.
1: So if you're not sure if you, if you're ready for that, Rocky Point is a great way for you to start. Yep. Um, but me and my wife are actually going. So if you want to hang out with us, come with us.
0: Let's be honest. If they want to hang out with your wife, they should go. Yeah. She's pretty awesome. It's not me. Yeah. It's, it's really not. It's neither one of us just no. for what it's worth. Um, but speaking of, um, last week on the show, we talked about, uh, we just prayed with your wife. She'd gone up to take the bar, not go to a bar, but Took the bar. To take the bar. Um, how's she doing post bar test? How's she doing with uh, the waiting now?
1: Yeah, so we'll find. We'll actually. It's actually a good tie-in that you didn't even know. Um, we'll find out her bar results while we're in Rocky Point. Oh sweet! So we will be paying for the uh, international phone plan. Yes. Um, but she she's doing as good as I think anyone can do. You know, twelve hours worth of testing and yeah, um, kind of frying your brain. Um. This is, this is probably the first time since we've been married okay. that she hasn't had anything to, to do. Like she's, you know, we got married, she was in law school and yeah. then, you know, been married, then she's studying for the bar, then she's taking the bar. So it's always been like, I have stuff to study for. I have right. a test to get ready for I have a paper to write. And now we're just kind of in that area where it's like, oh.
0: You do you find to- it's hard for her to breathe right now? Like to just take that. A little bit. Cause I, um, I've got a wife that always has to be doing something.
1: It, so she, she's, I'm, I'm encouraging her to lean into this season of resting because yeah. she's actually going to start, um, as a, as a clerk with a, uh, with a firm in town. Um, so like she's got a week until that starts. I'm like, just take this. And and she told me yesterday while we were driving home, she was like, I might call him and tell him I can start tomorrow. I was like, don't do that. Just yeah, don't. take, take, because you're not going to get this again.
0: No. No, no, that's the kicker. Like, take advantage they of that moment. Take the rest. Yeah.
1: Um. It, it's the same thing that I, I tell friends that are like, I think I'm going to go, like, straight from graduating high school and go right into college, like, not take a summer. I think I'm just going to go. I was like, no, take yeah. take the breather. Yeah. Those
0: three months, you never will have them again in your no. life. No. It, it, it's just, it, it is what it is. And, uh, but I, I've been thinking about her this week. I know you guys took a little, uh, little break together. We took and- a little
1: staycation in a resort in Tucson, and that really kind of set the the tempo for her to actually have to rest. I said, yeah. you know, don't take your laptop. Don't take your iPad, put your phone on. Do not disturb.
0: Did you do the same?
1: Yes. That a boy. I, I that's, and that, it's hard for me too.
0: Well, of course. Because
1: well, I like to. I like to be going
0: well. And it's your, like, that's your role. Yeah. You know what <laughs> I mean? You, like the role is your laptop. The role is your phone. The role, like that is what a lot of your job entails here. Yep. You know, so, um, Couple other things coming up here. Baptism Sunday in two weeks, right around the corner. Um, so, can they still text that link to get to all that stuff?
1: Yes. So, if you text uh, next uh, next step to four six three five six, you'll get a, a link to our next step page.
0: Sweet. Um, so, man, if you want to be baptized, been thinking about it. I could think of no greater time to do that than uh, two weeks from now. On uh, we're talking about Jesus is the resurrection and the life, and it's going to be a great Sunday. I can't wait for that. Um, anything else going on we need to let our folks know about? Um, if you have a student, uh, Move Up Sunday
1: is coming right around the corner as well. Sweet. sweet. Um, I so kids and students both, right? Yeah. That should be the 8th is a Sunday? Yes?
0: Question mark? Uh, Myrne Burgundy? Um, yeah, the 8th <laughs> is a Sunday, I'm pretty sure. So, of it. uh,
1: no, it's 7th. Uh,
0: like i said the 7th is a sunday i'm um, sure of it.
1: so it's the 7th and the 10th um so the 7th is a sunday the 10th is a wednesday so if you're a, if you're going to Pantano students those are both opportunities awesome. if you have a new incoming 6th grader they'll have gifts for you from our staff Sweet. um but yeah that's also those are the days where everyone else just kind of levels up
0: yeah, well and quick celebration friday night we had our end of summer bash here for our kids ministry and we had 19 baptisms here on friday night um last week it was unbelievable um that's so cool it was awesome um and to see that, to just see our kids, um, stepping into faith and watching our kids ministry, do a baptism class for our kids and parents go through it with them. And, uh, it was just really, really cool to see.
1: Not that, not to take anything away from an adult being baptized, but there's something really like, it just hits different whenever you yeah. see a student or a kid.
0: It's the faith of a child, man. Making that, that decision. That childlike faith is a, yeah, I remember baptizing both my girls and, um, it's just, it's a moment you don't forget as a parent, um, and it's one that you you want to make sure you lean into. Um, that's why those moments for me are way more important than any score my daughter has on a golf course or any um, show that my daughter gets to be on. Like anything yeah. like, like That's all bonus material. But if I don't get them to Jesus, none of that stuff matters. Um, so anything else you got for our listeners today? Dude, that's, that's pretty much the, the bulk of it, what's coming up. Uh, well, next week we'll be right back here on The Make. Share this. Subscribe to this. Um, do me a favor. Uh, go review this. The yeah. more you review it, actually, the more it gets into like the algorithm of Spotify or Apple or Anchor um, and gets it to more people in a faster amount of time. So if you would go do all those things for us, that would mean the world to us. Leave us a voicemail too. Oh yeah. On the Anchor app, uh, anchor.fm slash, is it the message? Bank? Is
1: it the make? Uh, yeah. Anchor. Anchor.fm slash the make.
0: If you go to that um, right there on our profile, you can leave a voice message and uh, we'll insert those into the show and answer any questions you have or... Um, any like stimulating comments you want to leave us, we will, we will put into the show. So this has been another episode of the make.
1: Thanks so much for joining us for this week's episode of the make podcast, where we're moving from Sunday takers to everyday makers to learn more, head over to pantano.church slash the make. We can't wait to see you again next week.